Hey there, Bogus listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this week's rerun episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your host, that knows the most, B-Boy Bogus Price. And I'm actually joined by the one and only Jamie Killsby. That's me. You might know me as Jamie, you might know me as J-Doe, you might know me as a very strong man, whatever, either way. <laughs> I'm here. Jamie always bringing the gains. That's right. <laughs> Gotta love him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted to pop in here before we started the episode to remind you that we have a brand new spanking season of the Bogus Cast coming out next week. It's fresh and hot out the kitchen. This is the remix to Ignition, except it's not a remix. They're all new episodes, brand new. Brand new. You've been listening to reruns, and I think that's wonderful. Thank you for checking them out. But we're starting with the new content, and you're going to love it. We worked really hard. Yes, we and have. And we researched these topics. We've been into the the deep butt crack of the internet, you know, the part <laughs> of the butt crack that with, with the sweat. We've gone back. We've got some info. We brought it back for you to keep you safe from danger and fill you in. And all the nostalgic joy you come to expect. You see me? Cast. I'm spraying the Febreze. I'm going to make sure it smells nice in this. Let my butt crack free! <laughs> <laughs> we cannot wait until you listen to these brand new episodes. So, Jamie, when is the premiere episode of the new season of the Bogus Cast? Ladies and gentlemen, the new episodes of the Bogus Cast will be found Wednesday, August 19th, in the year of our Lord 2020, right here on the internet. Spotify, for uh, Boom Howdy, uh... MySpace. SoundCloud, uh, I, I, yeah, SoundCloud. MySpace definitely. Zanga, maybe we'll be on Zanga. Live Journal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blog Space, blogging about Marilyn know. Manson. <laughs> Did you hear that Marilyn Manson got three ribs removed so he could suck his own dick? Didn't know that. Where'd you find that at the ass crack? <laughs> well, I found it in a Live Journal. Oh dang, I should have known. Anyway, we're getting way off topic of, on this. We want to make sure that you enjoy this rerun episode. So hit subscribe on your podcast app and make sure to tune in on Wednesday, August 19th for brand new episodes of the Bogus Cast. Tune in or get punched forever every day for the rest of your life by me. Per- delivered personally one punch every day. <laughs> or or you just listen to the show and that won't happen. There we go. So uh, stay bogus. Stay bogus. <laughs> there ghoulish fiends you just dropped into the cellar of forever boogus podcast i am your ghoulish host bryce shoemaker oh 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 and i'm uh i'm the guest uh of the show of this episode <laughs> you're uh, pretty much a host <laughs> i'm pretty much a, a traveling host occasional <laughs> host go. co-host uh get co-guest host however you want to uh describe it <laughs> Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, my name my name's Jamie, if you uh if this is your first time hearing my voice. Yeah, I doubt it, but there could be some first time listeners here. Yeah. And uh we are still celebrating our half Halloween season here on the Bogus Cast. And today we have a very gross episode lined up for you. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking gross. <laughs> what do we have lined up, Jamie? Today we're gonna talk about the gross out sort of toy craze of the 1980s and 1990s. Oh, yeah. Them gross-out toys. Gross-out toys. So, Jamie, could you give us, like, a definition of what makes a toy a gross-out toy? There are some uh, reoccurring characteristics. You'll see some slime mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Uh, something, you know, maybe some uh, gross scars and stitch marks and <laughs> uh, bugs and creepy crawlies and... Uh, fart noises and stuff like that. Yes. Ultimately, you're pretty much trying to gross out your sister or your well, yeah. mom or, or your grandma. In a lot of the commercials, what you'll see, you know, if you go back to the Mad Balls commercials or, you know, any of those similar lines back in the 80s, mm-hmm. the whole idea was like, they're so gross. They're going to scare your little sister. <laughs> Fuck your mom. She's gross. Punch her in the face. It's all about terrorizing your family with these disgusting toys. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, that's pretty much, what, two decades worth of releases of gross-out toys. So we had a lot to look into for this episode, but we boiled it down to four 
picks each. Yeah, and we're going to not name... We're going to try to not name some of the obvious ones. I mean, everybody... Maybe the Mad Ball is the the granddaddy of the gross out toy. I'm not exactly I think sure. So. It, it's it's definitely like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of gross out toys. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest of its kind. Everybody knows it. They're super cool. I don't yep. have to tell you about it. You know all about Mad Balls. They get re released all the time by yep. uh, Kid Robots and then these uh, sort of artistic indie indie uh, toy producers. They have a new <laughs> right. line out now and stuff like that. I don't get to tell you how cool Mad Balls are. So we're gonna dive in a little deeper. To uh, maybe some deeper cuts, maybe some obvious ones, uh, things that you maybe had not heard of, and uh, maybe things you should have heard of. Well, perfect. Well, let's get this show on the road, Jamie. All right. Ew. Oh, man. I think I just stepped into your first pick, man. Oh, it's scraping up the bottom <laughs> of my shoe. <laughs> my first pick is Rude Ralph. Rude Ralph. Gross. Rude Ralph. It's basically a mad ball on steroids that, that was able to burp and fart. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, That's a good way to put it. Another way to put it is if, if mad balls were a video game, Rude Ralph would be the final boss. Uh, <laughs> With his farting and burping powers. Well, he's all, he's huge. He's way more detailed. He burps like, and he he's farts. He's like Mad Balls on steroids. Absolutely. Uh, this was made by a company uh, called Axelon back in the 1980s. And uh, they were famous at that point for making this interactive talking bear uh, called AG Bear. And, I don't uh, think I've heard of that. No, it, it's uh, it's not too groundbreaking. However, okay. Rude Ralph in 1986, very groundbreaking, very disgusting. <laughs> uh, Tell me why. <laughs> well, it's absolutely right into, I mean, you know, the commercial is like, bring him to school, gross everybody out, your sister's an asshole, throw up on your mom. Uh, and that's exactly what we're looking for with these, these gross out toys. So Rudolph was roughly three to four times the size of a mad ball. Uh, yes, it was and, pretty large, and I'm I'm that's just eyeballing it. I don't have any math or anything in front of me to do that. But if you see it, I mean, he's 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 actually pretty huge, mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, they were able to fit in a lot more detail, like gross little intricacies oh, yes. and stuff like that in the design. Because a mad ball is pretty small; it's kind of the size of a baseball, so you can only do so much with the sculpt. Sure. Whereas with Rude Ralph, they were able to really take the sculpt and design to the next level, and. Uh, and boy, did they. I mean, there was super <laughs> fine detail. You could see his individual taste buds, cracks and wrinkles in his skin, all oh, the line yeah. work in his individual teeth, bloodshot eyes, <laughs> pock marks and warts, all kinds of shit. Yeah, he had like veins popping out. Yeah, yeah. He, he looked fucking gruesome, but it was so cool. Yeah. And unlike the Mad Balls who were made out of sort of foam latex and some Mad Ball knockoffs that were made out of rubber... Uh-huh. Uh, Rude Ralph was this super kind of hard plastic. Like he wouldn't want to biff your sister in the eye with this. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's like it's like ten fucking pounds. He's like a, a small bowling ball or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but he featured this like bright orange, similar to troll doll hair that kind of stuck out. He had uh, sickly green skin, and mm-hmm. uh, my favorite part, he had a big bulging eyeball that could be pulled out, and it was on a string. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, he had warts, wrinkles, buck teeth. Now, back to the uh, the bulging eyeball. And when you pull that out, it's on a string, and it sort of worked like a uh, a pull string doll. Like yeah. uh, my talking Ernest doll or the talking, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, peewee doll, those kind of things. So when you pull his eyeball out and you release it, there were a few pre-recorded sounds. One was like a fart. One was a burp. <laughs> one was like I, I somebody throwing this up. Because in, in the commercial, like the kid brought Rude Ralph to, to school. Yeah. And when he pulled the eyeball, like I think he belched or farted or something. And then the entire school was like evacuating. They yeah. Were running out Get out. Get out. Oh man, it's so rude. Fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> now this, uh, Rude Ralph had a very short run on the shelves due to uh, parents writing in and complaining. No uh, way. Yeah, he was just he was just too <laughs> rude. So they wrote in and sure enough, um that was it. You didn't you didn't really see too much more Rude Ralph. But this same company actually 
released uh, another line of gross-out toys called uh-huh. Breath Blasters. See, I think I remember these more yeah. than Rude Ralph, because I think I had a friend or a cousin or something that, that had one. They looked like very gruesome, but they were nowhere near like Mad Balls or Rude Ralph. They looked yeah. kind of like a, a creature of, of its own kind. Yeah, they weren't a ball. They were more just uh, solid sculpt figures. Uh, mm-hmm. With no individual limbs or anything like that, standing up straight, and they were hollow. There's like a pocket, yeah. It's yeah, hollow, they were hollow, so you a... could squeeze them, and usually yes. out of the mouth or the face, it would emit this really fucking foul smell. <laughs> and that was called a breath blaster. And you know, you had like a fart one, and you could squeeze it, and you would blast out a fart smell. Now, the funny thing about that is that the whatever uh, they used to create the smell that came out of these breath blasters turned out to be uh-huh. mildly toxic. No! Yeah. And so, <laughs> so kids, yeah, kids were getting diarrhea and throwing up and stuff like that. And uh, so those were obviously pulled off of shelves. Pretty cool is you could actually still find some on eBay still in the package. I don't know if oh, the, uh, the smell still exists on them. I, I, I would love to crack <laughs> one open and see. But, uh, you know, the breath blasters are the cousin of the Brood Ralph. Mm-hmm. The Rude Ralph is so fucking awesome. Something I always wanted as a kid. I never mm-hmm. quite got it. My cousin had it. Uh, I was It was long since coveted for me. Just this massive <laughs> mad ball who just like... <laughs> just so rude. Just a dumb fucking <laughs> toy. But so cool. Whoops. That's gross. This is Rude Ralph. When I pull his eyeball, he can make four really gross noises. I brought him to school today. That was totally disgusting. Thanks. All right, Jamie, I hope you're ready for my first pick here. Yeah, I love to throw up. (laughs) That's disgusting. My first gross-out toy is Monster Face. Yes, I remember this very distinctly. I have a very personal story and personal memory with this, but I'll let you dive in and describe what it is first. Okay, well, we'll definitely get to that. So if you are unfamiliar with Monster Face, just take a moment to Google the image because just the box artwork itself will send you back to Nice 92 when it was released by Hasbro. And pretty much, Monster Face is just a version of Mr. Potato Head that you can actually animate. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I'd I'd say so too. So Monster Face was just this giant skull that you could assemble using over 30 frightful facial parts, including Monster Glop, which is just slime. It's, It's ooze. Sure. I mean, that's that's a given. It's a staple for all of yeah. those gross-out toys. Blisters, spiders, worms, scars. It had a movable jaw. It had this really cool mohawk haircut. And to top it all off, to put the icing on the cake, it came with glow-in-the-dark fangs. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, so many, <laughs> so many gross-out toy staples with this one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... There's so many different aspects of this that really stand out for me. Like if you look up at uh, look up pictures and find close-up photos of the detail work on the skull itself, it's just phenomenal. Like they actually spent their time on this. Whoever created this and the Hasbro team had a lot of fun designing this. Yeah, they had a blast. And it's also worth mentioning that it's it's huge. Um, oh yeah, it's massive. It's like pretty much the size of a regular human skull. Yeah, I like your description of the the Mr. Potato Head thing, but I don't want to bury the lead that it's it might even be bigger than our actual head. It's 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 pretty fucking big. It's true. Yeah, it is. So the, just a little bit of, uh, more in depth detail about what you could do with this toy. So you could take the monster gloop, and there's like a little hole in the back of the skull that you could pour it in, and it would just ooze out of his nose hole. Yeah. And you can, like, you know, throw in a, a spider or a an eyeball, too, while it's oozing out. It's fucking disgusting. I love it yeah. so much. It's really gross, and it's everything that I lived for as a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, pretty much needless to say, it's just had hours and hours of replayability. But I never got to own this when I was a kid. But apparently you did. Is that correct? Yeah. So, uh... It was at like 92, so I, I was pretty young. I was like two, two or, or three. three. Yeah. Somebody got it for me for Christmas, and um, 
I unfortunately was like really fucking scared of it at, at that age. <laughs> I would be too. I think I think a lot of people in like the horror community or this community always say like, "Yeah, I watched no, like Return of the Living Dead when I was three. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> you're. It sounds very cool to say, and I don't blame you for saying it, but you're a liar. I, I was I was very scared of a lot of things as a kid, and Monster Face was one of them. I was so scared of it that I played with it like once, and I was like, I, I don't want to look at this I can't anymore. Do it. <laughs> I so, can't um, do it. my parents just like put it away down in the basement. But, uh, the problem was is that in our first house, uh, they had a, the, the basement was very unfinished. It was like a dungeon. And, uh, <laughs> scary enough, yes. <laughs> so they just left it at the bottom of the stairs and at that dungeon. So I would look down into the basement and I would see this monster head looking up at me from the dungeon. <laughs> And it's like worse almost. That's terrible. And also, like I had somebody also got me for some reason a uh, really old school kind of ventriloquist dummy. Oh god! That I also that I it it was kind of like Slappy, but it was before Slappy was Uh a thing. And uh, I kind of same thing with that. I decided I hate it. Actually, I think my mom was like, "I hate that. We got to put. I don't want to look at that every day." So she put it down in the basement. So you would open the door to my fucking dungeon basement, and there'd be Monster Head and like a dummy sitting there. That's their buddies, just, just like hanging out in the basement. Nightmare murder fuel. <laughs> well, I unfortunately never got to own Monster Face, so I never got to experience uh, those really bad, terrifying memories. But I had a friend that owned this, and I rem- remember I came to his house just to hang out one afternoon, and I I saw it on the shelf. I was like, "What the fuck is this, man?" Why didn't you tell me you had this? I would have come over sooner. I, yeah, I would have came over sooner. And so I like asked him, and he was like totally against it. I don't know why. Maybe he was like you. Maybe he was terrified. Well, of how it, old were you guys by then? I want to say four or five. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe it's reasonable to still be scared of it. I mean, also, it's like sure. a, it's a messy toy. It is a very messy goo toy. coming out of it and shit like that. Yeah, so. my parents probably would never let me have it because of how messy it yeah. was. But they did re-release this. Hasbro did when he when they bought out Tonka and Kenner back in like '93 or '94. They re-released Monster Face, but with a Goosebumps twist. I love that. Do you I remember love, this. Yeah, I, and I also love the idea of them buying out Tonka because they were just like for years putting out. Uh, trucks and they're like all right we just bought your company now we're gonna put out an oozing booger face yeah what about the trucks it kids don't want trucks fuck you right asshole monsters gross monster face the gruesome monster head you make and remake into the most monstrous monsters imaginable now for the test Alright man, looks like we're on your second pick now, Jamie. Yeah, my second pick has to go out to one of my classic favorite lines. One of the lines of toys that I probably own more of than anything, okay. which is Trash Bag Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> They're nasty, they're gross. Yeah. So Trash Bag Bunch was a blind bag minifigure line put out by the company called Galoob in the tail end of the 80s and the early 90s. Good old Galoob. Primary year is 1991. The line consisted of seemingly endless figures that you could end up with. Various (laughs) monsters, mutant creatures, all kinds of shit. Robots, mostly leaning into the gross stuff like we were talking about. Sure, yeah. Uh, They were small, like about an inch to two inches, uh, no articulation, but they were really cool sculpts, really interesting creatures. So a lot of collectability with them. And there were, were, like, a ton of them. There were, like, so many. And uh, the the gimmick was that they would come in blind in this black bag that sort of looked like a black kitchen trash bag. And, you know, so you'd buy your toy and you wouldn't know which one you were getting because you would just see Mm -hmm. this black trash bag. And uh, to, to figure out which character you got and to get him out of there you'd have to submerge that black bag into a cup of water (laughs) and and the water (laughs) would dissolve the bag and it would start fizzing like black and green and bubbling and oozing over and so you got excited you're like oh man what is it gonna be yeah and and it took a while too it wasn't like a quick you drop it in it's out like it would bubble for a good few minutes um oh wow and once it was completely dissolved your figure would be revealed, and it would be awesome. Uh, and you obviously could not wait to get a new one. 
Sure. So you collected a lot of these because I remember we kind of talked about this off air. Yeah. Your parents kind of like archived all of your older toys, which is amazing. Yeah. My my uh, my dad um, had a bad experience with toys as a kid. Uh, my grandmother like threw all of his toys away. Um, That's horrible. But she didn't really know that there was ever any going to be any value. You know, he was like 16. He wasn't playing with him anymore. So she was like, oh. It's not even necessarily the value. It's just like the nostalgia for it. Yeah. It's, it's I, just like memories you want to hold on to. Yeah. Back in the 70s, people didn't really give a shit about that. They were just sort of like, uh, move on. You're, you're an adult yeah. now. We're going to get rid of it's this stuff. It's old now. Move on. And he, he was really bummed out by that. So he never threw away any of my toys. They're all like in these big Rubbermaid bins in my parents' basement. And I could visit them whenever I want. And mm-hmm. uh, if you do, if I do, uh, you'll find out that uh, when you reach into any of my, like, ten toy boxes, any random handful you grab will definitely have a trash bag bunch in it. Um, <laughs> so you had a shit ton of these. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, they were pretty cheap, and uh, my dad would always, like, kind of get one on payday on the way home. He'd pick one up for me, and then we'd, we'd submerge them together and have it ooze over <laughs> and, and bubble. Uh, so I have a ton so of you these. you had a lot of good memories with, with them. Yeah, yeah, well. I've, I've got, cool. I, I really do. And, uh, oh, that was the other part. Yes, I, I, um, I was, I don't know, probably like, since you're coming out in 91, so again, I'm probably like two or something here. And the okay. commercial was awesome. And, oh, yeah. uh, so I really wanted them, but I couldn't, like, you know, when you're young, there's certain words, like, you can't say and stuff. So I couldn't mm-hmm. wrap my hand around Trash Bag Bunch, so I called them Crap Monsters. <laughs> and then, like, my dad took me to Toys R Us, and I was like, I want crap monsters. And, the crap and he monster. was, like, looking around, and he was like, I don't know if that's a real thing. But we wound up, yeah, yeah trash bag bunch. And for whatever reason, I was like, crap monsters. That's hilarious. Um, but uh, this was a line that Galoob had been working on for a while. Uh, it was going to be more of a generic line called Robots, Aliens, and Monsters. Um, but Galoob was sort of looking for a way to launch them and, and separate them from the alternative and the competition so they came up with this idea like i said to put them in this black bag that would dissolve in water and within the bag next to the figure they would include a include a foaming sort of tablet similar to an alka oh okay um so uh yeah so the bag would melt and the tablet would fizz and bubble green and black and uh mm-hmm. it would work together to sort of create this really cool nasty effect i love that gimmick that's just a fun yeah gimmick. it's great i think there's some similar things out there now but uh the good news is if you do find these on ebay they're not particularly expensive and from what i understand the fizzing effect still works if you do i'm get sure one yeah that doesn't really um, go out of date yeah now unlike most things of this time there wasn't an accompanying cartoon or comic book uh, but there was a loose story on the back of the card which would describe two factions, the disposers and the trash whores. Um, one was kind the of trash whores. Trash whores. <laughs> uh, Those trash whores, man. Yeah. There's an unclear, sort of defi- undefined connection with this line and the creation of Captain Planet. Um, what? Yeah. So I I was looking online and doing a lot of research, and I found a blog. Uh, of of one of the creators of this line, and he, okay. you know, talked about how they came to be and, and the bags and the Alka Seltzer tablet and stuff like that. And he had sort of alluded to this line and its connection to sort of uh, pollution and eco eco friendliness okay. to uh, a, a company's later acquired interest at another line, which would become Captain Planet. And I couldn't really find too many more sources on that. But I found a few other uh, places online alluding to that similar fact. So, so somewhere in the dark, murky waters yeah. of the bubbling fizz of Trash Bag Bunch, there is a little history about Captain Planet and him coming from this all. But yeah, Trash Bag Bunch is fucking awesome. It's really gross. It's a really cool, gross effect. Uh, yep. Fantastic. Love the gimmick. Yeah. Great toy. Crap monsters. monsters! This better work, Ralphie. I swear there's monsters, robots, and aliens stuck in here! Dog them in water and get them out? Like the time he told his Uber's dog could fly. Yeah, these don't lie! Gentlemen, dunk. Wow! Cool! Awesome! Yeah. Alright, man, let's.
let's uh, move away from all that those trash whores. <laughs> and let's move closer to a toy that I don't think was specifically made as a gross-out toy, but ultimately, it's just disgusting. Oh, I like the sound of this! <laughs> My next pick is the WWF Maximum Sweat Action Figures. Oh my god, these things! <laughs> I can smell your B.O. Gross. (laughs) You know what's funny about this is like uh, I used to go to a lot of uh, small pro wrestling matches and stuff like that as a kid. Mm -hmm. And they always do like meet and greets after and stuff. I've I've touched a lot of pro wrestlers sweat and it's and I hate it. Me too. Just seeing it. I kind of hate it. I hate it. So. These WWF Maximum Sweat action figures were created by Jax Pacific in 1999. And these figures resembled an an exaggerated version of the famous wrestlers from the WWF. If you take a moment, Google it, you'll see how beefed out they are. Like, they're kind of huge. They have all these veins popping out all over. They're way too muscular than they're supposed to be. It's really fucking weird. But if you look up the packaging, you will notice that... The action figure comes with a bottle of official Federation sweat. Ugh. Gross! A, a bottle of sweat. Can you imagine? Official Federation sweat. So you know it's from all the wrestlers in the Federation. That's, all their sweat. That's gross. I wonder who collects that. You walk around with a I don't towel know. rubbing their... I feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> So if you look at the back of the figure, there's a hole that you can place the bottle in and you can fill up the figure with the official Federation sweat. And then right above that hole, you have a button that you can press. The figure will start pouring out all of this sweat. It's like in their their head, their hairline, in the back of their head, on their pits yeah. for some reason, and their belt line. So it's just like pouring out all this sweat from these these orifices. It's fucking weird and fucking disgusting. Whose idea was this? I have no idea. But apparently it was pretty popular because they put out four different waves of this. And I actually owned four of them. I, I, I had a few. I had Stone Cold, Triple H, uh, I think I had HBK, and I think I had okay. Mankind. I owned Stone Cold, Kane, of course... Undertaker and The Rock. For, so for whatever reason, I thought these were pretty fucking cool. They're hard to categorize with your other uh, Jax WWF figures at the time. Yes, you know they're so big. You wouldn't you wouldn't imagine putting them in uh, in the ring with with your other figures. Yeah, they they have a mankind. I just looked it up too. Okay, for, very uh, good, very good. I wasn't for sure. So what I like about this toy is that you can take that bottle of official Federation sweat, dump it out. And put whatever liquid you want in there. Uh, I have a funny story about that, actually, while we're on it. Yeah, of course I do. I have a funny story about fucking everything. Okay, I want to know. I was really in... So when I was a kid, uh, I had... I was always into art my whole life. And uh, I had a... um, I had sort of this... uh, I forget what it's called. Like, sort of a soft crayon. Um... And it was red, so I would use that to, and I called it the blood crayon. And I, I would, uh, <laughs> as I was playing with my wrestling action figures, I would mark their heads up with the blood crayon. And, okay, that's uh, crazy. And it, and it wiped off pretty easily. That's why I used it. Um, mm-hmm. So then these things came out, and I, I had them, and I, of course, you know, you try the sweat feature, and you're like, that's cool, but like, why? And then one yeah, night, I sort of, point? I sort of woke up from a cold sweat in my bed, like. <gasps> I could put juice in there and it'll look like blood. <laughs> Grab the Kool Aid. Yeah, and um, so sure enough, yeah, we put some Kool Aid in the in the sweat bottles and and made the characters pump out sweat, which uh, led into this thing because um, at this time in wrestling, if you're not a wrestling fan, that's cool. Um, but there was a faction of wrestlers, a little group called the Brood, and they were yes. uh, vampires, and they had this whole gimmick going when they were being introduced, which was like. A match would be happening, and the lights would go out, mm-hmm. and then they would come back on, and you'd see two less two wrestlers uh, laying in the middle of the ring, covered in blood. Just covered in blood, yes. So I already had the Kool Aid in the in the sweat bottle coming out of the wrestler. Um, <laughs> time to bring the brood on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was going through this period of time where, like, I was I'd be playing my wrestling action figures, and I turn the lights off to my room. I would take a mouthful of Kool-Aid and I would spit them all over the figures and then I would turn the, the light back on. And so, uh, What a sticky, disgusting mess. And I uh, I had my cousin sleep over and he was the one who had uh, 
he had the Rude Ralph, and I didn't have it. And uh, just but you had the maximum we sweat, had the maximum sweat figures. figures, and we were having like this epic pay per view with our action figures, and we're drinking Kool Aid and spitting them on the figures, and then getting the Kool Aid <laughs> in our hands, putting our hands in our mouths, and spitting all over the place, and and pour- you're having the ball. Yeah, we're having a good time. A lot of a lot of spitting out Kool Aid, and hand- it's really gross. And um, apparently all that spitting out Kool-Aid and then getting on your hands and then touching your hands and hands in the mouth and all the germs passing around Uh um, led to my cousin vomiting all over the place while I was asleep. Oh, oh shit. And I was so so tired from all that spitting out Kool-Aid that I didn't even wake up. So I I just woke up in the morning and uh, my cousin was gone. And I asked, oh, the brood got the him. Brood There's got blood him. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he threw up last night. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. He's like, he, I wonder what happened. You guys, were you guys drinking a lot of juice? His throw up was red. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we weren't drinking it. We were spitting it. No, I didn't admit to it. <laughs> what a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here here are the WWF Maximum Sweat Action figures. They, they're really... They, at the time, they looked cool as fuck, but realistically, they were lame as fuck. These bad, bad boys, boys are all filled, filled up and ready, ready to explode. explode. Gross. <laughs> the official WWF action figures. You ready to crunch somebody's bones? I knew that you were. Yeah. All right, man, let's take it away from the, the wrestling ring here. And ring it back to your third pick on your list, man. Woohoo! <laughs> um, Disgusting. My third pick is uh, a toy I really like. I mean, I like all these toys, but uh-huh. this is one uh, I own a few of, and I also have a little bit of an insider perspective because I I met the creator of this line. Okay. And uh, had a little conversation with him about him. I got to ask him some questions. So. Uh, Maybe I have a little perspective here that has not been recorded somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. Ooh, but uh, okay, let's get on this. This is the Boglins. Boglins. <laughs> Gross. Hey kid, over here. I'm a Boglin. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your sister tonight. <laughs> Gross. I'm gonna throw up on your mom's sandwich. <laughs> All right, Boglins were this super cool line of uh, toy puppets that looked to capitalize on the popularity of those mini monster sort of movies that were all the rage at the time in the mid '80s. Okay, Gremlins, Ghoulies, Critters, Munchies, etc. Oh, yes, I'm sure yes. there's a ton I'm not even thinking of, and it sort of teamed that ideology up with the gross-out toys that we're talking about here. Uh, which was all about encouraging young boys to scare their little sisters and gross out their grandparents and otherwise completely <laughs> fucking terrorize their families. That's what it was all about. Right. <laughs> um, the Boglins were distributed by Mattel, and there were these sort of floppy rubber hand puppets with this huge range of expression that you can get out of the mouth. And they also yes. had articulated eyes that were controlled by buttons on the inside of the head. So you can really animate this puppet. Yeah, it looked fucking real. I mean, you know, you could. It's it's very easy. I've talked to a lot of people about the the Boglins. I think it was actually like one of the first um, touching points for for my friendship with Matt over at Dinosaur Dracula. We we started Aww. talking about Boglins, and he was like, <laughs> the way that you can animate it in the eyes, like. How do you not want to feed it a bag of Doritos and be best friends with it? Um, <laughs> you both have hard eyes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it came in a this really cool crate-like box that was similar to Street Sharks or Crate Creatures, which is a, is a current line, actually. If you go into Target yeah. now, you'll see Crate Creatures. Um, but, uh, yeah, like this, it looked like a, a, a crate that it was in, and it had a, a cage in the front like he was trapped. And yes. uh, what was cool, the, the box was so cool, you didn't even really have to take it out to play with it because they had a hole on the bottom that you could fit your hand into and you can animate and control his mouth and I eyes. I totally forgot about yeah. that. So you can like pin on display, but yeah. if you ever want to play with it, you don't have to take it out of the box. But also the, the box was made in a really cool way where the, the front uh, grate lifted up mm-hmm. so you could take him out to play with him without disassembling the whole box huh. and put him back in. Uh, very easily. There were several Boglins available, um, as well as a line of slightly smaller ones that didn't have that eye articulation, and they were a little bit cheaper for a cheaper uh, price point. I have a, I have a, I have a bunch of those, um, 
And there was also a Toys R Us exclusive Halloween edition. What? Yeah. Nuh-uh. And, uh, yeah, around Halloween time, Toys R Us released an exclusive Boglin who had a jack-o'-lantern pattern on his skin. Okay, okay, I do remember yeah. this, but I didn't realize... It was Toys R Us during Halloween. Yeah, they, in the month of October, I think, 86, uh, you could find it there. It's it's one of the most sought-after and expensive ones if you could find it on eBay or something like that. Yeah, I'd say so, um, yeah. So, Boglins were created by Tim Clark, who is a Henson Studio regular, and he worked on uh, Fraggle Rock, he worked on Dark Crystal... Later in his career, he worked on Blue's Clues. A lot of stuff in between. That's just to name a few. Go figure, the Henson um, Studio. We always find our way back. Yeah, to all, 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 paths lead, uh, all paths lead to the Henson Studio. But right. um, So I, I met Tim Clark at uh, NJ HorrorCon. Uh, I don't think it was the most recent one. It was the second to most recent one. Okay. And uh, we weren't really planning on talking to him or doing anything. We just literally stumbled into him. And he was about uh, – I, I was with my, my wife and I was with uh, Matt and Jay from the Purple Stuff podcast. Um, nice. And we were all like pretty drunk and uh, <laughs> Go stumbled into Tim Clark and I like kind of – Boglins, man. I kind of nudged uh, Matt and I was like, oh, that's Tim Clark, Boglins. So we fucking talked to him for a while and he was about as pleasant as anybody could be when he's like cornered by four drunk people at a horror convention. <laughs> um, but I was asking him about, uh, you know, what do you ask people like that? So, so I started to ask him about uh, the creation of Boglins and, and he said, um, you know, when he worked with Jim Henson, he had remarked on the lackluster Sesame Street toys and uh, he told me, you know, like, and it's true, if you think back to Sesame Street toys, a lot of them are just objects uh, with, yeah, with, with, stickers with stickers on it. it. So, like, it's just yeah. a plastic phone with a Big Bird sticker on it. Um, yeah. And he always had this idea, like, oh, they should be, like, puppets, or you should have... Uh, he, was trying, he was trying to describe this one that he came up with to me, and he was saying that it was like a... Almost like a bodysuit puppet of Big Bird that the kids would, like, climb into to control him around. Nice. And it sounded really cool... Um, but Jim Henson kind of didn't really see the, you know, see the value, see the value of it. And it would it would have been popularity. great. It would have been amazing. Um, yeah. So later he said, well, I'm going to make my own toys. Uh, Jim, what do you think of these? And Jim said, like, they're great, but it's uh, not kind of the thing that I want to put my money into right now. But good luck. Like, okay. they seem like they'll be great. And sure enough, yeah, he uh, Tim Clark went on to make Boglins. He also made uh, Sectors, which is a really great line of figures. Um that sounds familiar. And uh, kind of like He-Man, but they ride bugs. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Very cool. And okay. and kind of the most exciting thing about this is that Tim Clark, he's still, uh, he's still releasing uh, Boglins independently. Um, really? Yeah. So, so like he makes them himself? Yeah. So he's I, – I don't know whether – I forget. I, don't, I didn't ask him this exactly how it came to be, but I, I, I presume he got the license back from the company that was releasing them. And now uh-huh. he releases them himself from his own website, and he makes them by hand. Wow. Uh, he makes them custom to order, custom made to order. Uh, so, so you get to like choose your color. Yeah, if you want a certain and, and color, or you want like a, I've seen he's made like one that was a slightly transparent rubber, and somebody had requested a like certain color and hue of sparkles to be put inside of the rubber and you know, he, yeah yeah wow. he makes them all himself makes them by hand ships them out i mean it's one of the rare opportunities where you can stumble onto something that you're nostalgic about and uh be able to get in touch with the creator and get one of your own made specifically for you um, that's amazing what's what's the website because i, I, I want to go to it after yeah this. actually and that's the thing too if you order one from him they're he doesn't do the eye articulation on the ones that he makes by himself, so they're like kind of the smaller ones from back in the day. But okay. uh, the vintage ones on, on eBay go for like sixty bucks around. That's ballpark. So a little bit less, a little bit more sometimes. But his custom ones go for like fifty, sixty bucks. So oh, that's perfect. yeah. You got to decide what's more important. Do I want an original piece by the creator or do I want a vintage one? And uh, yeah. if you do want an original piece by the creator, his website is totims.com. That's T-O-T-I-M-S.com. 
And, uh, yeah, check out Boglins, man. That is a cool fucking gross toy to, like, <laughs> it's gonna embarrass your sister. Boglins, they're gross. Over here, I'm a Boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> Come a little closer. <laughs> oh, did I scare you? Oh, I did that so well. If you take us home, we'll kiss your Aunt Martha. <laughs> A lot of these toys are, are super gross, uh, and but a lot of them are a little static. Like, they don't have this, uh, I don't know, the Boglins are very interactive, but I always mm-hmm. liked things that were kind of like an interactive play set, um, you know, that you can manipulate and uh, treat like a game almost. Um, okay, well, my next pick is right up your alley then. Oh, is it? Yes. Because my next pick is the Mad Science Dissect an Alien Toy. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking disgusting. (laughs) You may be familiar with the Mad Science toy line that was made by Mattel in the 80s and 90s. And you know what? I'm not for sure. It could still be going on today. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, this one in particular was the Dissect an Alien Toy, which was created and released in 1987. And as the name entails, this is just an alien-looking toy that you can literally dissect. It came with 12 different organs, a whole vat of slime, this rad, disgusting-looking alien cadaver, a scalpel, stitches, and a full mat that you can lay it on that looked like the mad scientist's lab. Jesus, man. Already, like, out of the box, without even playing with it yet, you're like, pretty fucking, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah, that's pretty premium, and uh, I, I, yes. I would later get, I didn't get that one, but uh, I was able to get my hands on one that was inspired by that, that came out a little bit in the mid-90s, that was more of that gray alien look, you know, that's... Oh, of, yeah. yeah, the more basic kind of yeah, kind of looking alien. Cool, what were they doing to us? Were they trying to convince us that the aliens were real? They were getting us ready. Getting us ready. They're getting us ready, man. There's an intergalactic war coming, <laughs> and if you're not ready, you're going to take it, and you're going to leave, and you're going to lose. Okay. Uh, okay, Trump, chill out. No, that's not Trump. That's uh, <laughs> that's my Alex Jones. Oh, I see now. <laughs> you see? Just choke me out. They give the kids these alien toys because they don't want the kids figuring out that there's no aliens and the fucking frogs are turning gay. <laughs> there's bacteria in the water. That was pretty good. <laughs> anyway, back to this dissect an alien toy. So you would fill up this alien with all the slime and all the organs, and then you would sew it up. And then once you sewed it up, you could take the scalpel to reopen them. And like once you open, like if you look at the commercial, once you cut open the stomach, it like eviscerates them. It's just like all of this guts and slime and goo just running out of his stomach. It looks disgusting, but fucking rad. Yeah, um, it's the kind of thing that uh, your parents just love that you're playing with. <laughs> I was never allowed this toy ever because there, there was a few times I got slimy toys and stuff, and I would never play with them on the table. It'll always be on like the floor, which was the carpet, and then game over as soon as it got into the carpet. Yeah, I, I had I had designated spaces. Like I would always take my slime toys to the uh, dining room table. And, yes. Uh, so I. So you were smart about that. I was not. I got in trouble too often with my toys. Yeah, I mean, if I did something wrong, who knows? Maybe Monster Face would come out of the basement. <laughs> Watch out for that Monster Face. He's gonna get you. He's gonna get me. <laughs> so as I said before, Mattel had a full line of Mad Scientist toys that ranged from interactive toys, static toys, play sets, like so many cool things. So for example, they had the Mad Scientist Monster Lab. Alien Blood Kits, Monster Flesh Maker, Glowing Gloop, which is just like glow-in-the-dark gag, yeah. but you can kind of make it yourself. But the one to top it off is the Time Freaks, which was a gross-out watch. Oh. A wristwatch that can gross out your mom, your aunt, your grandma. That's so cool. But not your dad. <laughs> your dad's too cool. Your dad's too cool to gross out. <laughs> I bet I haven't seen the commercial for those, but I bet you I know how it goes. Excuse me, do you have the time? <laughs> Great! Oh, it's like fuck. belching and fart noise Just throwing put together. Up. Like, oh, oh, really? oh fuck! His watch! Oh fuck! Oh god! Oh. I just wanted to know the time. 
and then you it's, it's science. science. It's, it's kind of gross. That's scientist. I've done it. It's dissect an alien, and it's it's gross. You take his insides out and put them back in. Too gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real slime. All right, Jamie, we left the mad scientist lab, and we're on your final pick of your gross-out toys. Final pick. Uh, man. Woo! <laughs> it's been a trip. A lot of this, uh, all these, these are like my favorite kind of toys, so uh, all these I could spend a lot of time talking about, but I saved my sure. my favorite for last. My And, and not only okay. my favorite gross-out toy, maybe my favorite toy ever. Yeah, this one. This one is. It doesn't fit the criteria of having slime or scabs or boogers, but it very okay. much fit in the line of like terrorize your little sister. <laughs> I know what direction this is going in. And this is my pet monster. My pet monster, of course. <laughs> uh, which is my my all time favorite toy. I I have one. Um, it is one of the few things that I bought as a nostalgia collector that I didn't have uh, buyer's remorse shortly after getting it. A lot of times you, you see something okay. like, oh, I, I remember that toy I had as a kid. I'll, I'm going to buy it. And then it shows up and you're like, cool, okay. What now? Now, now I have it. What now? Yeah, yeah. The My Pet Monster <laughs> yeah. is like the only thing that I'm, I'm excited about every day. I think it's really fucking cool. Um, <laughs> but, for those of you that don't know what it is, My Pet Monster is a massive plush doll put out by AM Toys, which was the toy division of American Greetings, who... Yeah. Oh, who put out like Care Bears? They put out Care Bears, Strawberry and... Shortcake. They had a few successes, yeah. and in 1986, they would go on to release My Pet Monster. And like I said, in my opinion, it is just this unparalleled toy in the realm of plush dolls. Uh, it's one of the coolest dolls ever. It's this big, huge, hard plastic teeth on this big, giant plush. Um, it had this big, green, fucking pimple dick of a nose. Uh <laughs> Horns, multiple layers and colors and textures of fur. Really big, yeah, really they, they, big plush too. Very big, and I love the color scheme that they picked for it. Yeah, like it's just it's so. It's kind of cool like this looking. royal blue uh, fur with this purple stomach and this pink hair, and on the top of <laughs> it's his so head. Cool. And if you got him when you were like two, he was he was about the same size as you. So That's you can true. really That's a good point. you can really be best friends with this guy. And yep. uh, one of his. Most popular features were his breakaway orange Velcro handcuffs. Um, mm-hmm. These eyes on the thing were incredibly detailed and realistic. He had silver painted hands and feet. And honestly, it was one of the only plushes that were primarily marketed towards boys. Really? Yeah, you know, there was back then it was still sort of a. Oh, like the want, stigma you know, of like, oh, that's a girl toy. Or yeah, something. exactly, yes. exactly. So this is one of the only plushes that were like, it's for boys. And the commercial are like, your sister sucks. <laughs> Kick your dad. <laughs> Kick He's your, your best friend. And he fights. <laughs> um, so this had a, uh, you know, much like a lot of things in the 80s and 90s, it had a lot of different spinoff sort of merchandising. Oh, God. Uh, Are you going to talk running... about the movie? I will talk about the movie. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but there was a there was a cartoon. Yes. There was a long-running cartoon. Yes. Um, doesn't really... Hasn't really aged as well. It's pretty uh, one note. You, you knew that yeah. it was created to sell the toy. You knew it was created to sell the toy. And it also sort of like... Kind of was a little too cutesy. It sort of went against everything that the toy marketed. Yes. Um, but one of my favorite things is the... Straight to video VHS home release put out by High Tops Videos, uh, which was a majorly popular rental piece. Oh yeah, back in its day. Uh, the live really interesting action is that yeah, it was a live movie. action uh, straight to video movie, and <sighs> the the VHS on the uh, the cover of the VHS has the actual doll. It's a picture of the the doll, the uh-huh. My Pet Monster doll. It's misleading. The, <laughs> yeah, it's misleading because the film doesn't have him in it at all. No. The film is is just like this really kind of shabby looking monster that only vaguely resembles My Pet Monster. And you can However, see you can see like the zipper in the back of the costume. It's really yeah. cheaply done. I, I I still I still like it though. I, I as in the realm of bad movies, if you like a good bad movie, sure, you know, like a Troll Two or something like that. Yeah. 
this is right up there. I have a lot of fun with this one. Um, I'll give you a quick description of it. Okay. In the, in the in the high tops produced direct to video film, Max and his sister Melanie go to a museum to see a monster like statue from the Middle East. Max turns into a my pet monster after being exposed to the light statue and sunlight all mixed together. <laughs> Much to the delight of the du- evil Dr. Snyder, uh, <laughs> who tries to capture Max, the monster, throughout the movie. And yeah, so uh, the, the the live action film version, um, this kid, Max, goes to a museum, yada yada yada, sees a statue, and now when he gets hungry, he becomes the monster. So uh, lame. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's lame because it's so forced. Like, yes. th- this movie has almost nothing to do with My Pet Monster because he's nobody's pet. <laughs> he doesn't really look like My Pet Monster. No. Um, but, like I said, it's a lot of fun, and the toy is so fucking cool. Uh, I can't say I recommend everybody to get it because it is one of the pricier collectibles out there. Yes. Um, but didn't, like, Hasbro acquire the rights or something not that long ago? Yeah, yeah. So, well, one, they re-released it in 2001 by Toy Max. Uh-huh. And uh, so those, the 2001 versions, are usually a bit cheaper than the 80s version. So if you really want one and you're not too sp- uh, picky about the 80s version, there's a 2001 Toy Max version. Okay. Yeah. More recent and, you know, possibly upcoming question mark, question mark. The license for My Pet Monster was acquired by Hasbro back in 2018. We haven't seen anything yet. Uh, it's, it's we haven't only seen any new toys year. or anything, but it's only been a year, yeah. maybe, you know, around there. So uh, who knows? Something something could be coming from My Pet Monster in the future. But, yeah, he is the perfect size um, to be your new best friend. He's a nice, big, <laughs> giant plush with – he's still even, like, you know, came out in 86 and, like – if he feels so premium still. Yeah. It sounds like you, you probably make some room in the bed for him. You sleep with him. You, uh, you bathe him. You feed him. I would him. like to. I would like to. Uh, Kate does not allow me to bring him in the bed. <laughs> Aww. But, uh, Come on, yeah. baby. Yeah. We've got a lot of, we got too much going on in the bed now. We got a cat and a dog. And <laughs> That's it's true. Really, it's not too much, too much. Uh, I would love to have him in the bed, but that seems like, I don't know. We, I, I did buy this one from eBay um, I had one as a kid. All the thing, all my toys, like I said, action figures remained pretty well archived. Mm-hmm. Something happened to all my plushes. I remember putting them all in big garbage bags and uh, in the attic, and then I don't think they made it to the next move, or maybe Dang. there was some cat piss involved or something like that. I think because they're all gone. I had some really good ones. I had my pet monster. I had a a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Yes. I had the Pee Wee pull string doll. I had a lot of really good stuff that all sort of vanished. Uh, but it's okay because I was able to buy one. Um, and when I first got, I did wash them and stuff like that. Not in the wash machine, so I'd be afraid it fell apart. But you know, I took care of it. And anytime you buy a plush, I always think he's maybe haunted. So I, I love him, but I try to keep my distance a little bit. <laughs> Your, Your sister is gross. Yes. My pet monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. Yes. And he's your friend, too. He breaks his chains. Put him on you and break away, too. With my pet monster, you're busting loose. Well, we talked about my pet monster. The best toy ever. Uh, (laughs) I don't know, man. Hard to follow up. (laughs) I think I could definitely follow up with that because my next one is a home run. And uh, hold on a second. I actually have it here with me. Whoa. Hey, yo. Can you see it? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, look at that. It is Dr. Dreadful's Food Lab. Oh, yeah, if you want to eat some boogers <laughs> or fucking snakes. <laughs> so just the box art alone is just, just screams nostalgia yeah. for me. Like, it brings back so many memories of going to Toys R Us and seeing the entire, you know, section of the Dr. Dreadful stuff. And it's scary, but it's not too scary. It's it's inviting. It's like a spooky invite. Yeah. And it's like, it is pretty, like, kind of Halloween-y. I don't know. The commercial really reminds me of it. It is. So, the... I don't know. Something. It's got the lightning. It's yeah, got the organs. Yeah, he's like Doctor Dreadful Lab. Eat a snake and a booger. Oh, <laughs> you gross! Oh, fuck. <laughs> so uh, this 
toy in particular was created by Tycho in 1994. And this is pretty much Tycho's answer to, to Creepy Crawlers and, and Easy Bake Oven. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. And, I don't know, we were kind of talking about this off-air. You said that this is probably a little better than those. And I could definitely see why, because it's a little more inventive. Yeah, it's really cool. It's actually one of those things that when you see it, you really want one, and you want to play with it, and you want to relive all those (laughs) memories and stuff like that. That's right. So... I say it's kind of inventive mostly because there was a little ahead of its game. Because back in 94, I don't think Creepy Crawlers had their edible Creepy Crawlers yet. So this was kind of the the, the first ones to have stuff that you can make with the toy and actually eat yeah. it. Now, it wasn't super edible because it tasted fucking disgusting yeah, no, no, no matter like, what. It looked appetizing. Looks gross. Tastes great. And then you'd like, and then you'd <laughs> exactly. taste it and you're like, oh, this tastes like dust. Oh, it tastes like plastic. Yeah. It's like dusty plastic. So, let me flip this guy around. Let's see what this food lab can make here. Um, first of all, I have I have a refillable uh, pack and stuff here that had all the powder and everything. And it looks like it, ex- it expired in August of 1996. Oh. <laughs> but really, all it is is just like, let's see, sugar, calcium... Artificial flavor, so it really doesn't really go out of date. It's but just chemicals. I like I, I have a lot of experience with eating out of date candy, and uh, yes. I can tell you that, yeah, like so it gets gross. It gets not ideal, but it's never going to be repulsive and rancid. No, uh, no, because they, it's literally, which is kind of disturbing if you're a candy eater. Look at the ingredients. It's all chemicals. There's nothing. It is. Unless you get a. It's nothing pleasant about it. Unless you get it. like a Snickers that has peanuts in it or something like that. Literally, it's like ambidextrous phosphate. Uh, yeah. Glutose rexidermin. Uh, uh, blue dye one, yellow dye five. Yeah. Robot spit. <laughs> exactly. So, with this Dr. Dreadful food lab, you could make monster brains. Which is just pretty much out of the skull here. You uh, add some water with these three packets. You start stirring it. And this purple, pink-looking foam starts rising out of this skull. It looks fucking cool. But it looks fucking disgusting. (laughs) The other one, which I think is probably the most disgusting out of the three, is the monster skin. So this required, like, four packets. You had to... Mix two together with water and the other two together with water. And then you take one um, you take one of the goop and put it into the other one. And when you pull it out, it makes this plastic-looking monster skin that you can eat yourself. Yeah, similar to uh, <laughs> these candy sushi kits that you see. Uh, yes, you kind of mix it all up and, and everything. And, yeah, and it, the different powders interact with the different liquids. And you pull stuff out and it sort of makes a... A long, fleshy piece of candy. Yes. (laughs) So the last one is the chewable creatures, which is literally just putting in, like, gelatin with some sugar and some uh, artificial flavoring and colors. And then you mix that all up with water. And then you shoot it up into these, like, vat-looking things. I think you kind of described them as, like, um, ice trays or whatever. But they had, like, different uh, cutouts and stuff of, like, Dracula and spiders and worms and they look really cool but they're they were hard to make it was hard to gauge like how much you actually need to put in there they're gross scare your mom (laughs) scare your dad so i never had the chance to actually own this and i really really wanted it when i was a kid but my parents kept saying no i think it was just because of the the gross out gimmick to it or they're afraid that I would just make a mess that you can never clean up. (laughs) But I I never got to own this until probably about three months ago when I found an unopened, complete box at a thrift store for $3. Very good. Very good score. I almost shit myself. Mostly because uh, I already knew how it was all going to taste, and I knew it was just going to go right through me. You shit yourself (laughs) to keep up with the gross-out gimmick. (laughs) Yeah. You gross. You gross firing off Dookie in your pants. <laughs> so I don't want to give too much away, but me, my brother, and Eli from Magnetic Magic Rentals 
just put together a video where we make all of these and we try it for ourselves and then we describe, you know, how it tastes in our experience. So that's definitely something to look forward to once we complete yeah, that. Man. But I will tell you, it was fucking disgusting. Yeah. It was it was it's hard to describe. You'll just have to watch it and hear our descriptions of it. I don't think it was ever any good, but I think it's definitely worse now that it's expired. That's that's <laughs> that is a good that's point. That's kind of the uh the moral there. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We can end on that. That special moral. Yeah. <laughs> Looks gross. gross. Tastes, tastes great. Gross. Hi, I'm Dr. Dreadful, and this is the Dr. Dreadful Food Lab. Makes lots of gross things. And then you eat them. Dr. Dreadful's monster skin. Mmm. <laughs> Care for a tasty tarantula? Fly? Cockroach? You can make swarms. <laughs> All right, man. I hope that you're not too disgusted, and I hope our listeners aren't too disgusted either. Disgusted. Because we have a small honorable mention list that we have to go down, because I know we're going to have some listeners and some followers that said, hey, you forgot Garbage Pill Kids, or you, f- you forgot Blurt Balls. Like, what's the yeah. deal? There's a lot of really, really great ones. Obviously, there's not enough time in the world to mention them all. We tried to avoid some of the obvious ones, and we tried mm-hmm. to pick ones that we maybe had a personal connection to. Um, so sure. that's why we didn't mention Mad Balls, the OG of the of the you know gross ball toy. There was Blurp Balls, <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids, uh, a couple different uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle play sets that involved slime and mutagen, mm-hmm. uh, Food Fighters. There was sort of these like gross little food men, Gooey <laughs> Louie, which Gooey yeah, Louie, we'll they crossed over into board talk games. about that a little bit oh, later. Yeah. Uh, my one of my favorites ever, which I didn't mention, but uh, was He Man Slime Pit. That's like my one of my favorite oh, ever. That's yeah. the that, that's a whole line of yeah. like action figure playsets that included like slime yeah. that we could have gotten into. Yeah, the He Man slime pit specifically was like the first incarnation of Mattel slime, or one of the first. I think like the second time you ever okay. saw it. And uh, toy collectors and people who slime enthusiasts will always say that uh, Mattel has the best slime. Huh. And it was actually re released recently that. for the uh, 2016 Ghostbusters. Okay. They had a, a line of slime toys. And uh, it was the first time that Mattel had released slime in a very long time, and it's still it's like really good. They're they're the best slime makers. They have they have nice. uh, it's a little more liquidy, so it really like droops and gets stringy runs. and runs. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so like I like that. Do you remember like Queasy Bake Oven? Yeah, Queasy Bake Oven. We didn't get to mention that, but that fucking rules. I mean, it leads into Gak into the nineties. I mean, there's so many oh, we could yeah. talk about, but uh, there's only so many moments in a day. And uh, there's only so many times you could make your little sister throw up or whatever. <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Terrorizer! <laughs> well, that wraps up our episode, man. And I I really love doing these podcasts with you about toys because I know that it's what you're really passionate about. Love them. Especially when it comes out to gross out Yeah, toys, it's like my, you know? one of my favorite uh, things to collect. I have so many mad balls. I have a My Pet Monster. I have a few Boglins. I mean, it's, it's I think it's like a very indicative of its time you know you would you, you'll still see like i go into like <laughs> what'd you call me hey hey motherfucker uh i will go to target these days and I, they have like a new line that looks a lot like food fighters um which is really mm-hmm. cool um uh called grocery gang that's pretty cool and uh they have these new crate creatures and stuff like that and slime is as popular so, as ever so all the gross out toys are still hot now yeah they're different like, they're never going to go. They're away. not marketed as like terrorize your family anymore, but uh, and they're not no. they're not quite as gross. They're they're a bit more cutesy now, but they still yes. they still exist. It's still around, and uh, you know yeah. So this is kind of a happy note. Sometimes when we end these podcasts, we say like, oh, too bad that show got canceled. It's a sad note or something That's like true. that. But this is no. This is it's end. still going on, <laughs> and uh, a lot of these toys um, they're available on eBay if you want to get them on their package for a reasonable price. Uh, uh, thrift stores. Yeah. I mean, Tim Clark's Tim Clark of Boglin's fame is still making them by hand, and you can buy them for from him yeah. directly. There's new lines that you could buy. Uh, a lot of good shit. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of good shit with our half Halloween season because we're still celebrating it. We're gonna, still going to have our daily post and our bogus polls every day. They're Halloween affiliated, 
We still have at least one more episode of the Forever Bogus podcast that we're going to be focusing on Halloween TV shows and movies, more specifically on TV shows and movies that scared us as kids that didn't mean to. So kind of unintentionally, they scared us as kids. Unintentional frights. There you go. Unintentional frights. And then we'll just have two episodes left of this season. Mm -hmm. Do one about throw up. (laughs) (laughs) All the best puke gags in movies of the 90s. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) You have to focus on that for Halloween. (laughs) It's so nasty. Yeah, throw up is the worst. It is. It is. And that's a perfect way to end our show. (laughs) So stay tuned in to Forever Bogus on our Facebook and our Instagram and, you know, check out Boom Howdy for all your nostalgic and nerdy needs. But most importantly, be kind. Rewind. And we'll stay, stay bogus. Yeah.